0: How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, I, I have to uh, say this right now so I don't forget. My wife wants you all to know that even though I head out end of this week and start July 1, she and the kids are going to be here through July. So, you know, don't, don't be surprised when you see all of them next week. That's right. That's right. The best stuff stays. Um, Hey, next. uh, So, starting next month, I also I I do want to promote this next series on heroes. It's going to be really good. And because you are Rock Hills, you know that. I mean, spandex may be a little too much, but you can wear your hero shirts. You got them. Wear them. And we're going to be talking about some of the great stories of the Bible and some of the the great leaders throughout the scriptures. All right. So today, honestly, feels um, strange. A little weird, um, and awesome at the same time. And especially as I, I look out and I, as I see your faces and I'm reminded of so many stories of how God has been at work within this community in your lives over the last few years. And so I, wanna, I just want to begin by going back to the start of Rock Hills about 10 years ago. And as I share some of my story and how God had put Rock Hills On my heart years ago, I think it's important as you think about your story and how God is asking you and inviting you to live your faith out today. So here it was 10 years ago. This uh, this church started with an idea, it started uh, with a conversation and a prayer in our living room, which is over a thousand miles from this place, and a movement of God's Spirit. In fact, there was lots and lots and lots of faith up front. As we began this journey in pursuing what God wants us to be a part of here in San Antonio. You see, we wanted to be a part of starting a church that would be focused on loving and reaching people right where they are with the grace of God. And i had been assessed as a, a church planter or starter. So Candace and I, we had been talking about, you know, there's some place in the United States that we're going to go to start a church. And so we had some friends that moved to San Antonio, and they started sharing what the city was like and what the people were like. And I had friends in Austin, and I started talking to them. And then on one night, we were sitting with Peter and Megan DeYoung in our living room. Here's a picture of our families all together a few years ago. We were sitting in our living room, and they were in Wisconsin. He was finishing up a a fellowship in Wisconsin, but we knew them from the church we were part of in Michigan. And we began talking about and praying about moving together to San Antonio to start this new church. It was kind of a crazy idea back then, but we began to pursue it. We visited San Antonio, and by the late, this is the late part of 2006, this idea was taking on some life. Because I got a call from a friend of mine who was a pastor. I knew him well, and we'd been talking about this. And he called me, and he said, Dave, you got to make a decision on whether you're going because our church is going to put $50,000 into this church, Rock Hills. I don't even think it had a name at that point. And I'm like, oh, there's a confirmation. We were seeking confirmation. Then about that same time, I got a call from Peter DeYoung who'd come down to interview in San Antonio with a medical group And he got an offer and he called me and he said, Dave, I have two weeks to make my decision. That means you need to make a decision in two weeks of whether you're going to San Antonio or not, because I'm not going to San Antonio unless you're going to San Antonio. And so there it was. Beginning of 2007, we were getting confirmation, all these pieces were starting to come together. Steve and Joe McNary in California and a few of their friends agreed to come and join us down here to start this new work. There are about 14 of us plus kids that moved to San Antonio to start Rock Hills. Well, it was a pretty awesome time. We were experiencing the movement of God. It was exciting, and we were freaked out, too, because it's like, okay, we got nobody. How do we start to build this church to actually be a part of what God is doing in San Antonio and make a difference here. And so we're excited about that, but that's when the proverbial stuff hit the fan. I mean, that's when the challenges came. Anybody remember 2007 and what that year was like? Yeah, financially things were bad. So our economy crashed, it was in the tank. And so we have people are moving here to San Antonio, we have houses to sell that aren't selling, people are having a hard time finding jobs, Um, within a few months, a few of the people from our core team left because it was too difficult. There was lots of uncertainty. In fact, in the first few months, there were two fires. So the first fire was when Steve and I, we were driving the trailer from Chicago To San Antonio to move some of my stuff here, and we're driving along the road in Illinois, and this guy pulls up to Steve, and he's motioning and pointing and rolling his window down, and we can't understand what he's saying, and he's saying, your back tire is on fire. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I was actually in a car right in front of Steve. I don't know why I was driving in front of the trailer, but I was, and so we had a pull-off in Mattoon, Illinois. It was a Saturday about noon. When everything was closing, and we had to spend two days stuck there until we could get the axle and the tire fixed. And then later that fall, after Steve and Joe had moved into their house, their house literally burned to the ground. And we're like, is it supposed to be this hard? <laughs> well, along the way, we've moved multiple times, we've been in different locations to worship. We've been mobile since the beginning. And lots of things that we wished would have happened, should have happened, things that we were sure were going to happen, didn't happen. But I want to tell you this. God has always provided for Rock Hills Church. God has always provided exactly what we've needed. And you know what? Your lives are testimony of the reality that many people's lives have been changed because of this community. And so the essence of what Rock Hills is about is this vision that we can be a part of what God is going to do in San Antonio today and into the future. This vision where we love the people of San Antonio and reach out to people to share the grace of Jesus with them. I mean, that has been the driving, motivating force for us since the very beginning. And it's still the thing that goes at the very center or the heart of what Rock Hills is about. And it's this We started Rock Hills to reach people and love people with the grace of God and to help them grow in relationship with Jesus. That's the essence of Rock Hills. Um, and here's the thing. In San Antonio, it was like this when we got started, and it's the same way today. You see, San Antonio does not need another church that's focused on just caring for Christian people or reaching out to church people. I mean, there are, over, there are approximately 4,000 churches that close their doors each year in the United States. And so there is a need for new churches But there's a need for churches that are focused on reaching people right where they are. Going out into the community, going out into our relationships to share what God is doing in our lives, and hopefully we're able to help them as they sort through their own faith. You see, that's what Rock Hills is about, and that's why Come As You Are is so incredibly important to us. Is that Rock Hills? we don't have to pretend. In fact, um, this is a no pretend zone. We expect that you'll come as you are. You don't have to get cleaned up. You don't have to get fixed up ahead of time. This is who we are. God meets us right where we are. And we learn this from Jesus because as he went out and he shared about the kingdom of God and the movement of God 2,000 years ago, he shared this message that I don't care about your past. I don't care about what you're going through right now. Right now, I want you to know that God's grace is available for you. And I want you to come and follow me. I mean, that's the Rock Hills community, that we are here to meet people, no matter what their background, no matter what their struggles, to meet people right where you are. And as you think about your own faith story, that's how we've met many of you. That was your starting point where you came wondering, searching, trying to figure stuff out, uncertain about big faith questions, uncertain about what you were going to do tomorrow or next week or next year. And God met you through this community we call Rock Hills. And some of you have come along, you, you came along as committed followers of Jesus and what ignited you about Rock Hills was this common vision to help other people, to be honest about our life and our struggles and our faith, and to share what God had done in our lives, hopefully, so that we could help others to have a relationship with Christ. Well, here's a text that... It's, it's been a powerful, inspiring text for me uh, over the years. It was a text going into the beginning of Rock Hills that was, uh, you know, was very meaningful to me. And I want to share it this morning, Acts chapter 11. And so at the very beginning of Acts, Jesus, uh, he spent, after resurrection, he spent 40 days with the disciples and he's just saying, here's what's going to happen in the days ahead. Here's what you need to be focused on as you share the good news of life in me with other people. And so he said, the Holy Spirit's going to come, and then you're going to go out, and you're going to be witnesses. You're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, all of Rome and beyond. You are going to be my witnesses. Well, the church began by sharing the message of Jesus with Jewish people, people who were familiar with the ways of God. And then Acts 11, something shifted, something changed. And here's what Luke says. Tells us. He says, Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached, they shared the word of God, but only to the Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching or sharing the message to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. And the power of the Lord was, on, was with them, and a large number of Gentiles, or outsiders, believed and turned to the Lord. Now, what I find interesting here is, the, the, even though these Jewish people are coming to faith, they're in Jerusalem, it's, it's kind of safe there for them. They're around their own kind of people, even though they've got this new relationship with Jesus. And then persecution comes. I mean, partially because there were powerful people who were against Christianity, but also God was, he had this plan to scatter the message because ultimately the message of Jesus was for the whole world, all nations, all peoples. And so persecution comes and they get scattered and the message starts going out because he didn't want the church to be too comfortable. And you and I aren't supposed to be too comfortable because God wants to work through us to share his message with people where maybe the life of Jesus or faith is a new thing or it's something they just hadn't thought about or considered for a long time. And so you and I are ambassadors. We're representatives of this kind of community where we invite people into a relationship with Jesus through this community, where we share our lives and our stories with each other. Some people, where it's a brand new thing, or they're just starting to go through a hard time, and they're open, up to, open to it for the first, maybe for the first time. All right. So that's what we've created here. And I want to tell you that your stories matter. In fact, um, Right now, I want to take a moment to thank uh, so many of you, and there are too many names uh, to, to announce, but for the many of you who've come along over the last few years, and you've either come into a new relationship with Jesus, or you've decided, hey, we want to get behind this church, this community, so we can be a part of reaching more and more people in this city. And I want to thank you this morning for all of the ways that you've served and sacrificed, and given, I mean, you're not done yet, but I just want to thank you for all you've done. And so I want to do a round of applause for everybody. Because your story, what God is doing in your life, matters. And God is inviting you to continue to share your life with other people because we have no idea what God wants to do through us and how he wants to impact other people around us because when we're honest about it no matter whether we have a rich faith background we grew up in the church or whether we're new to the church and faith is new to us you know what we're human beings we all struggle with stuff we face challenges, we, stay, we, we, we have to deal with stuff that we have no idea how we're going to get through it, and it's when we're surrounded by other people who are an encouragement to us that we can begin to see what God sees for us and begin to grow in that. And so I want to, um, and there are tons of stories we could share this morning. I'd like Ryan and Corey, Carol, to come up front right now, and they're going to share some of their story about their faith. How God's met them along the way. All right. There you go. There you go. Make sure everybody can see you. All right. So, Ryan, I'm going to start with you. Um, tell us what, uh, you know, there's a point in time where uh, you weren't very interested in God, God got a hold of you, and then Rock Hills played a role. In that
1: yeah so uh, uh I was on my career path and and thought thought I knew what my path was going to be uh, it was just after success, I was chasing the American dream, I wanted the big house, the fancy cars, um, two and a half kids, you know all that all that stuff, um, and I was really focused on myself and my career. Uh, I was constantly in at mixers and um, you know all these work things and and just really focused on me and not the fact that I was married uh, and that I had a, a stepson that looked at me as his father. Uh, so I was all focused on my, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I had no interest in church. Um, I believed in God, but I had no idea what a relationship – I didn't know I could have a personal relationship with, with Christ or what that even meant. Uh, I didn't know what a real uh, church community was or was like or was a, what it was about, If you would have asked me at that time, I would say, well, you know, I've got my own personal relationship with with God. Uh, I don't want to go to church. They want my money. That's about it, you know. um, So I just wasn't interested. Um, So um, cruising along in in life and and in my career, and God put some people in my life. um, And I found myself at an event, a a wakeboarding event in North Carolina uh, one weekend. And uh, I can't tell you when exactly. Uh, that weekend it happened, uh, but while I was there, God changed my heart. Um, Ezekiel thirty six twenty six basically says that I will replace your heart of stone with the heart of flesh. Uh, and that's the only way I can explain that that happened, because I was not seeking God. I was not looking for it. I was not looking for something new in my life. I was thought I was happy, um, and so he, he changed my heart, and um, so I come back. Uh, to, to San Antonio, and um, my w- wife kind of thinks I'm a weirdo now, because <laughs> um, I'm like, we've got to go to Rock Hills. So, and she she'd said,
0: what, a year before, yeah. hey, let's go to this church.
1: Yeah, so a year before that, um, she saw one of the flower banners, uh, and said, hey, Ryan, you know, check out this website, uh, and so I checked the website, I thought, it was kind of cool, nice website. Um, The come as you are just stuck with me for some reason, but I still wasn't interested. I had no interest of coming to church. Uh, And so when I got off the plane, um, saw Corey, one of my first words were, we've got to go to Rock Hills. It just stuck in my mind for some reason. So the very next Sunday, we walked in the door, uh, got greeted by Al, like probably 100% of the rest of you probably (laughs) in this room uh, started out here. Uh, got greeted by Al, watched in, uh, introduced us to Jan, um, and started walking through, getting coffee and meeting other people. I thought, wow, this is, this is okay, this is cool, this is not really that uncomfortable, which was neat. Because always, the first time you walk in church, you're like, okay, we're the new people. It's kind of weird. But I didn't really feel that. Uh, sat down, the service was, was good. Music was was fantastic. Um, and it just, and so, um, started coming every Sunday, uh, started um, uh, Joining Bible studies and really getting connected within the community. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, so then your life was awesome, right? I mean, you, you, you tell the story how, yeah, our marriage is incredible and things kept getting better and better and you probably made more money and all that kind of stuff. It was incredible. That's not what happened. So t- tell me about So he's growing in his faith. What started to happen in your relationship?
2: So um, Ryan, before North Carolina, as he said, work. Functions happy hour would turn into happy hours, um, and then um, he left, and then he came back. This other person, and I was thinking, okay, well, we've known each other our whole lives. This is let's see how long this sticks. Um, and then I was thinking it's going to be a phase because he gets in these hobbies where things stick Just for like a little a new while. Bike. Like stick okay. to the, story.
0: <laughs> the bike. <laughs> oh, the bike. So anyway.
2: Um, but all of a sudden now his time is filled with every, his hair is on fire. He is here, he is volunteering for setup, he is tearing down, he is at, not kidding, like four Bible studies a week. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anything that he can do, he's reading, voraciously reading, studying, that's all he's doing. So before he was filling his life with things for work, and then all of a sudden this change, and then he was filling his, his time with all these great things, however, we were still leading very separate lives.
1: Yeah, um, so I thought I was doing, doing great, and um, realized that I was on this fantastic journey, and I was learning, my heart felt great, and I was, I was doing all these great things, but then uh, it came to a point where we realized, um, or I realized, I left my wife behind on this journey. I was on it by myself, um, and so really, in all reality we were, during that time, we were still growing apart, not closer together, because uh, I was just on it by myself. And so we, it came to a point um, one uh, Saturday afternoon to where um, it was a, it was a, a day where we were going to decide whether we were going to stay married or not, um, and the decision was going to be made that day. Um, and... I went at one point and sat on Dave's back porch for two hours and talked to Dave and um, uh, talked through that, went back home. And it was that night we were sitting on our bed. I'll never forget this day for the rest of my life. We are sitting on our bed, and we both decided that from this day forward, um, we are going to put God in the middle of our marriage and wrap our our marriage around him um, and and focus on, on him. So he can then focus on us, um, and, and help us grow our marriage and into a happier marriage. Uh, we, um, met with Alan Jan, um, here and, uh, which is probably another part that just, it was so important to what God was trying to do in our lives and grow us. Um, and, and cause we didn't know what a, a God centered marriage looked like, um, and so they helped us get through that and show us what that looks like. And, I mean, today, you know, our marriage is, is stronger than, than it's ever been. So.
0: And so how, you know, through, through all that, I mean, you're still facing challenges, but now what's your, your, your passion or your desire as you share your story with others? You know, how, how are you doing that?
2: So, um, because of this community and what uh, people have poured into us, um, we have felt led to then pour into others. And so, we, uh, with Alan Jan, have a group that uh, mentors young married couples or couples that are about to be married. Because, um, face it, marriage is hard, and we're all going to screw up at marriage at some point, multiple times for some of us. Um, but it's nice to have somebody to walk through that with. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to learn from, to have, it's just as you say, do life and come as you are um, and work together to do that. So that's one of the things that we definitely um, mm-hmm. have felt called yeah. to do because yeah, and, of this church.
0: And like as we were talking about this, you know, and sometimes it means you can help people avoid, uh, you know, stuff that, you know, has been.
2: Man, that would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> and other
0: times we just end up, you know, in a mess. Right. And yet you have friends that are going to walk with you and love you no matter what. Yeah,
1: I mean, like the the video said um in the in the beginning we all we're all broken people. Still, I mean, I've uh, God changed my heart. I'm still broken. You know, we're going to make mistakes and and we're going to constantly learn and 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 struggle and and kind of figure this out, and figure marriage out, and life out, and community out. Um, and so it's just the, the the fact that we've got people around us in our lives and a community around us, um, in our lives that we can go to for help or advice. Um, it's, just, it's just super important.
2: I also have to say, because of the community that we are already a part of on that day when we were deciding, um, because of the people that we had in our lives, we, went, we could have gone two ways. Had we gone to our friends prior to that, it would have been easy to, for them to say, just dump him or just dump her. This is not your path. You're, you've grown, that's your starter marriage, move forward, mm-hmm. they're not making you happy anymore, <laughs> jump into the yeah. next. Yeah. Um, that is a thing, apparently. A thing. Um, I wouldn't know, but personally, but that could have been an easy conversation that could have ha- happened. However, um, mm-hmm. because have, of God placing us here, putting mm-hmm. you in our path, mm-hmm. Alan, Jan in our path, mm-hmm. we heard a very different message of, no, that's, yeah. it could look that way, but think yeah. about it could look this way, too. So we're very thankful. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you. That's very powerful. That's a great picture of why this community exists, why Rock Hills plays a key role in what God is doing and wants to do in San Antonio, because it is come as you are. But this community isn't stay as you are. It's come as you are so that we can begin to grow in what God wants us to be and to experience as we grow through life's challenges, as we help each other along the way, and build a community that becomes a powerful force in this city. And that's what Rock Hills ultimately is about, because it's not, Rock Hills is not about me, Rock Hills is about you. It's about this community that God is growing as your story connects with his. And then you understand the importance of sharing your life and story with other people's because you have a story to tell. You do. And you have some people in your life, whether it's at work or in your neighborhood or the people that you work out with or you know, wherever those relationships are, you have an opportunity To be the presence of Jesus as you reach out to others, no matter where they are, no matter what they're confronted with in life, you can be a part of making a difference there. So, here are kind of my final final words, and then I have a, a scripture, a blessing for you, but my final words are this I want you to go for the future. I want you to move together toward what God has in store for Rock Hills because really we've we've just begun a foundation's been laid an amazing community is being built and growing and yet there's so much more in a city with millions of people there are lots of opportunities for you to make a difference in somebody else's life. And so as I ask you to go for it, here's what I have in mind, because it's easy for us as human beings to come up with our own plans, and our plans are usually like this, because we only see so much, right? Even as a, a Christian or a church, we have plans like this, and yet God has bigger plans, and he wants Rock Hills to take steps toward bigger plans, trusting him as I think back to those early days. I mean, we were so uncertain about how are we going to get started? Where's the money going to come? Where's you know come from? Where's the people going to come? How are we going to get this thing going? All that kind of stuff. And it was ultimately God's bigness that made it happen. It wasn't us. And God is saying today, it's my bigness that's going to grow and mature and develop this church to make its full impact in the city of San Antonio. So, I want you to embrace the power of God. And here is the blessing that I have for you from Ephesians chapter 3. And Paul paints this enormous picture of God. And here's what he says as he's talking to the church in Ephesus. His words are for you today as well. He says this it's really a prayer. He says, May have power together with all God's people to grasp how, high, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Not to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask for or imagine. According to his power that's at work in us or within us, may there be glory in the church and in Jesus throughout all generations and in you and in San Antonio forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you, Jesus. We're so thankful that you have revealed yourself to us. And that you are willing to meet anyone, no matter where they're at, no matter what they're struggling with, no matter what kind of questions they have or doubts, that you are willing to meet them. Meet us today. Fill us with this power that goes beyond anything that we know or understand. Fill us so that we'll understand the importance of our stories. And may you make much of our little stories as we help others to see you and experience your love and grace and to be a part of the big story of God. And we pray this in Christ. Amen.